Chris Brandolino's knee was weather guy here on the country. No pressure, Chris, but you have just released your updated seasonal climate outlook. You guys at NIWA, guys and girls, mm-hmm. for August, September and October. Now you realise, yeah. of course, Chris, they are the three most important farming months of the year. Please deliver. Oh. Please deliver. Oh, sh- oh sugar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, look, we'll start off with the high-level stuff. Um, El Nino is, 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 is still evolving. Uh, the ocean is telling us El Nino is here. The atmosphere, not quite there yet, but we think over the next month or two that will happen. And that's important, Jamie, because that's when we say the system is what we call coupled. So to give you kind of a metaphor or an analogy, right now we have the ocean at the altar, and the atmosphere is walking down the aisle. It's about to come to the altar. We're about to get married, about to become coupled. But until that happens, eh, we're really not quite there yet in terms of a formal sort of El Nino system. So why do I say that? Because that will become the main climate driver as we work away through the three-month period. It's Actually, we're starting to see some influences and some impacts, Jamie, with more westerly winds. So as we work away through the three-month period, Jamie, we think westerly, southwesterly winds will become more common and potentially more stronger, especially for South Island locations. Now, I'd imagine some people on the North Island listening to this will say about bloody time. We've had a guts full of La Nina, but the downside to this is probably going to be a drier summer for the east coast of both yeah. islands, right? Yeah, look, every every El Nino is different. Um, the short answer is we know the average outcome. And historically, when we do have a an El Nino, especially if it's formidable, we tend to have drier conditions on the east of both islands. But just to give you a couple comparisons, so in the early 70s, I think 72, 73, we had a, a, a strong El Nino, and I think it was February 72, where we had a record national record high temperatures across the country. That was an El Nino year. Um, 2015-2016 was a pretty strong El Nino, right? But December was pretty quintessential. We had west winds, southwest winds, and then January and February that summer, we had tropical winds coming from the north that was moist and humid. So, yes, we know that there are likely outcomes, Jamie, but it's certainly not a, um, it's not a foregone conclusion for sure. So for the coming three-month season, we think temperatures are going to be above average for much of the country. There will be some cold snaps, including upcoming this weekend. We'll have some frost this weekend, but still winter, of course. Uh, the north of the North Island, Jamie, so Bay of Plenty, Coromandel, Northland, about equal chances for temperatures to be where they should be, which is average or even above average, about equal chances. Rainfall, uh, we think below normal rainfall is most likely for the north of the North Island. Uh, so that's one area we'll have to watch for perhaps increased levels of odds for dryness. And we'll have to watch the east of both islands for some potential dryness as we work away through the three-month period. So, yes, El Nino is on its way, but um, it was certainly, um, you know, it doesn't mean we can start jumping to immediate conclusions. It does give us some insight, though, as it is what is likely to happen in terms of the longer term. Wow, I love the analogy about the aisle and the altar. I just hope the bride doesn't get jilted at the altar, Chris Brandolino. There you go. <laughs> A final shot from me. You enjoy your weekend, my friend. All right, you too, buddy. Thank you.